Need a few minutes to reset? Great Minds is a podcast from SBS that guides you through different meditation styles from around the world. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. אתם עם SBS בעברית. לעוד סיפורים מעניינים, כנסו ל-sbs.com.au. שלום, אוסטרליה. Al-Jazeera on Tuesday submitted what it says was detailed evidence to the International Criminal Court in The Hague, allegedly proving that the IDF deliberately shot dead its reporter, Shirin Abu Akleh. The 51-year-old journalist, wearing a vest marked press and a helmet, was killed during clashes between Israeli troops and Palestinian gunmen while covering a military operation in the Janine Rep- refugee camp in May. Al Jazeera's new information was published on Thursday in a documentary, including video evidence purportedly showing that at least one Israeli soldier intentionally targeted a group of reporters that included the Palestinian-American Abu Akleh, and that she was not a victim of errant fire during a gun battle between troops and the Palestinian gunmen, as the IDF has claimed. The IDF investigation acknowledged that the bullet that killed her was in very likelihood shot from an IDF gun, but it has firmly rejected allegations that the veteran journalist was deliberately targeted. President Yitzhak Herzog on Friday granted Likud leader and Prime Minister-designate Benjamin Netanyahu 10 additional days to finish forming a government. Netanyahu's mandate to assemble a government was set to expire at midnight last night, and he will now have until December the 21st to form a government. Herzog did not specify why he chose not to grant Netanyahu the maximum 14-day extension. In a letter to the Prime Minister-designate, he wrote, These are complex times for Israeli society, as differences over core issues threaten to stoke violence and blind hatred. Herzog told Netanyahu to form a government that must work for the entire public in Israel. Herzog added that the coalition being formed must maintain a respectful and responsible dialogue between the authorities, executive, legislature and judiciary. It must also guarantee the state of Israel's character in the spirit of the Declaration of Independence and must preserve the powerful bond within, with the Jewish diaspora. A bill submitted by Otzma Yudit Party head Gitamar Ben-Gvir will radically redefine the relationship between police and politicians, giving the police minister far more authority than ever before. Ben-Gvir is set to become National Security Minister in the new government, a newly created role replacing that of Public Security Minister, which will give him oversight of police. The new ministry will also control the border police force in the West Bank, which currently answers to the military. The bill he submitted dictates that it is the minister who will set policy, relegating the police commissioner to the role of administrator charged with carrying out the policy. Currently, the commissioner sets the policy in consultation with the minister. Police Commissioner Kobi Shabtai sent a letter to officers on Friday saying the political winds will not penetrate the Israeli police as they have not penetrated until today. We will stand guard in order to ensure that the Israeli police continues to be strong and that its independence will not be compromised. This is our duty as police officers. This is my personal duty as Commissioner of the Israeli police and I intend to fulfill it. 
the Attorney General's office on Thursday refused a request by Ben Gvir to halt several senior appointments in the Israeli police force. Ben Gvir alleged that outgoing Public Security Minister Omer Barlev was making senior appointments in order to deny Ben Gvir the opportunity to do so and argued that such action during the tenure of an interim government were illegitimate. Deputy Attorney General Gil Limon listed five appointments made late of Barlev, but said that since the appointments had already gone into effect, the only room for legal intervention would be if the decision-making process for the appointments had been substantively flawed or if substantive new information had come to light that would require a re-evaluation. Limon said that all the appointments were made responsibly and would not be rescinded. United Torah Judaism leader M.K. Yitzhak Goldkopf, the presumed construction and housing minister in the next government, caused a stir on Wednesday when he said that he does not see any housing crisis in the country. He said, from what I see, there's construction all around. Figures by the Central Bureau of Statistics released last month showed housing prices have risen by nearly 20% over the past year, the largest annual increase for many years. Top members of the outgoing government held an emergency meeting at the Knesset on Tuesday that they called stopping the liquidation sale of the education system. Participants included Prime Minister Yair Lapid, Education Minister Yifat Shasha Biton, Senior Ministers, local leaders, education figures and civil society groups. The next education minister is likely to be a Likud MK, but recent days have seen multiplying reports of various branches of the ministry being divided out to other parties under their coalition deals with the Likud. Control of external programming at schools will be under the authority of far-right MK Avi Maoz, whose non-party ran on a homophobic and anti-pluralistic platform. The Ministry's Department of Jewish Culture will be handed over to M.K. Arit Strock of Religious Zionism under her new National Projects Ministry. Likud has also agreed to hand over control of community centres throughout the country to the Shas Party, moving the Israelis' Association of Community Centres from the Education Ministry to the Interior Ministry. The 700 community centres in more than 150 municipalities provide educational programmes, youth activities and sports training. The Health Ministry reported on Thursday that cases of respiratory syncytical virus, an upper respiratory virus, are growing fast. In the last week, the number of patients hospitalised with RSV jumped 31%. It's not known why RSV is spiking now, but there's a strong belief among medical experts that masking and social distancing meant people were exposed to fewer viruses than normal in the past couple of years and therefore now have reduced immunity. Dr. Cyril Cohen head of immunology at Barilan University, was challenged by the host of a French television news show as to why he was wearing a kippah when he was invited to discuss vaccine effectiveness against the COVID-19 virus. Cohen, clearly shocked by the question, responded, For transparency, I wear it every day. I did not put it on, especially for this show. The professor said that he recognised that in France, religious head coverings are banned in government buildings, but he said he found no reason to remove his kippah on a television show. Supermarket chain Schufersal said on Tuesday that it would acquiesce to dairy giant Tanuva's price hikes on certain products, ending its boycott of the brand over the rising costs after only a few weeks. 
Schiffersall said in a statement that it will bring back only market products that have no alternatives on the market, while many others will remain off its shelves. President Yitzhak Herzog met with members of Bahrain's Jewish community Manama last Sunday and was presented with a siddur with an Arabic translation, a book about the history of the indigenous Jewish community and a copy of the 1931 permit to open the local synagogue. The singer, composer and one of Israel's greatest guitarists, Yitzhak Klepta, passed away on Thursday at the age of 72. Klepta was born in Haifa and grew up in Tel Aviv. When he was a primary school student, he gave a lecture in one of his classes about the life of Winston Churchill and the nickname Churchill stuck with him. At the age of 15, he founded his first band, the Churchills. He enlisted in the army in the Army's Armoured Corps, but at the order of his commanders, he switched to playing in an Armoured Corps band. After his military service, he embarked on a prolific career as a session guitarist and a songwriter for bands such as Kaveret and the iconic Eric Einstein. President Herzog described him as the king of guitar, a gifted composer and lyricist, and said his voice and melodies will be with us forever. This is Peter Jones-Pellach reporting for SBS Radio from Jerusalem. רוצים לשמוע עוד סיפורים? האזינו דרך האפל פודקאסט, גוגל פודקאסט, ספוטיפיי, או בכל מקום אחר בו ניתן להאזין לפודקאסטים.